Talmor, Sheshin Mugachi. Talmor is my home. My family have worked the land for generations. My grand says the island does not belong to us, but we belong to the island. And we must be ready for a great evil is coming. And death follows with it. Listen and subscribe to the latest season of Undertow, The Harrowing, a story glass production presented by Realm, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Alexis Ohanian. You may know me as one of the co-founders of Reddit, but more recently, a large part of my identity is being a father to my wonderful daughters. In my podcast, Business Dad, I hope to open the conversation about working parents a bit. You'll get to hear from a wide range of business dads, from Rain Wilson and Guy Raz to Todd Carmichael and Shane Battier, to find out how they balance being a dad with a successful career. Business Dad is available now, so be sure to listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Let's Get Civical. This is the podcast that breaks down politics, government structure, and dives into the context of current events, but in a super fun way. I'm Lizzie Stewart, comedian, feminist, and political junkie. And I'm Arden Walentowski, former Senate intern, campaign staffer, and political strategist. In this episode, we are talking about the job of the whip. So gather your quorum and let's get civical. And that's coming from me. <laughs> the fact that you went from three, two, one, hey, everyone. Okay. Listen, I had to fight the marathoners to get here. You I am did. very you excited. Did. We are recording when is, what is it, the Brooklyn Marathon? The New York Marathon? Honey, it is the marathon. Well, this weirdly is not a podcast about uh, the New York Marathon. No. It, this is Let's Get Civical. I'm Lizzie Stewart. And I'm Arden Walentowski. And today we have a super duper special guest. Yeah. We have Anita Flores on the show today, mm-hmm. who is a comedian and podcaster who hosts I'm Listening, a Frasier podcast, which is also available on the More Banana Network. Yay. What a coincidence. What a coincidence. What a small so world. It's like family. I love it. It's like. On. And this is our first time meeting. It is yeah. our first time so, meeting. Yeah. I think it's going well. I, I don't want to jinx it. I think it's going really well. But I feel very <laughs> good about it. I do. So great. I love it. Uh, let's get into let's get into the nitty gritty stuff that people want to talk about, uh, which is we're talking today about the job of the party whip. The whip. The whip. The whip. The whip. Whip it. Whip it good. Yeah. 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 No. I'm going to have to edit that sound down. <laughs> Sometimes I'm like editing and I see like the sound waves and then you just see like a big spike and I'm like, that's me coming up. <laughs> That's all Lizzie right there. That's so funny. So, yes. Uh, Anita, do you know anything about the whip coming into this? Have you ever heard of it? Have you ever thought about it? I've heard the the word. The word. um, In this context or just in the context of hyang hyang? 
I've heard it both ways. Love I that. will say I know more about the Yaya whip. <laughs> the other one I've heard about, and I feel as if I've been too embarrassed at this age to oh. ask any questions, which is silly. If anything, now is the time to be like, yeah. learning and asking yeah. the questions. Yeah. Sure. And that's why I'm so glad I'm here today. You're here. So no, I I could definitely, uh, I should be more educated on, on the whip. No, no, there's no shoulds. There's no, nothing there... about our system of education that has set you up to know about the job <laughs> of the whip. I And honestly, like I, I went to public school and when I think about how much time I spend in school learning about American politics, it was not a lot of time. No. no. Like no. I took an American, uh, I took a political science class sophomore year of college, and that is the last exposure Great. that I had in an educational place. I love that. I love that we welcome you with open arms. Yeah. Thank you so much. For sure. There's no reason to be embarrassed. No. In fact, you know who should be embarrassed? The whips. Just kidding. <laughs> I mean, you know. So the whip is like an actual person. Yeah, it's, it's an, an actual. It's an actual. It's a, it's a so they would say, "Hello, I am the whip." Uh, yes. They, okay. <laughs> I am the. But there, there I are, am the whip. <laughs> there, there are multiple whips. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we'll it's not just one that. person's job. There are multiple whips, and then they have like people under them who are like deputy whip, right? Whatever. So, yeah. so then would those people like, depending on what whip you are, you'd say, "I'm deputy whip," or "I'm whip," or "I'm a whip." How would you? How would that person introduce them? You would say, like, if you're in the majority. You would say, like, I'm the majority whip. Okay. Mm -hmm. If you're in the majority in the House or the Senate. And then there's the minority whip. It's, it's a not, whole, like, sort it. of hierarchy of yeah. whips. It's not what I'm thinking, which is, like, I'm whip. Oh, you're whip. I'm, I'm whip. You're whip. You're also whip. We're all whip. We're, We're all, all whips. whips. Yeah. We're all and, whip. We can all be whip. Everybody in this room is whip. Okay. Whip. <laughs> the word whip no longer has meaning. It's done. It's done. We're whip. Congratulations. We have five whips in here right now. So let's start with general whip stuff, shall we? Let's just yes. wet our whistle with the whips. <laughs> oh, my God. What are you doing? I don't know. <laughs> She's helping me because you know what the kind of whip I'm familiar with. So by making right. the noise, I'm, I'm like, trying to. I don't know I what this it. is. I thought you were like landing a plane with your hand. <laughs> I, honestly, it was so subconscious. I really don't know what. I know. I was, I was just doing. I was trying to like start the episode. and But you're over here making sounds like I can't. I can't do it if you're going to be over here doing the sound effects. Taking your job. I know, right? <laughs> okay, so let's start. Let's start. Oh, man. In the 1700s. Are you ready to go back? So here ready. we go. So this is from mostly Senate.gov, CRS, and Christopher Beam at Slate. Yes. So party whips were first used in the British House of Commons in the 1700s. They were named after the, quote, whipper in the person on a fox hunt responsible for keeping the dogs focused what? i wish yeah. sometimes i wish we were recording like video because to watch that sink into your face I, anita was truly really remarkable it's like i i have a lot of questions and i the first one should be about the whip itself but i'm thinking how do you keep the dogs focused right sure that's where i go i want to know i think that's like part of it right like maybe it's a commanding presence right maybe i mean also these are like very well trained dogs right, right. i mean right. i've never been on a fox hunt i think it's very bad but do you eat the fox i'm getting on i'm definitely getting i don't think so I don't isn't think you, it like is it for you, coats it's for it's for fur it's for, okay. it's for the prize it's also just like a recreation head thing. Yeah. a head thing for sure yeah okay. those fox head things i think yeah so like people want to oh like what it? like the russians do like around the 
Oh, oh, you're the head of the fox. The head of the fox. I thought you were like using their fur to make a headpiece. Oh That's no, but I you could you're do that. I guess. I, I guess. think they want to like they want to mount. Yeah. They want to that you want to. Uh, what's it called? Oh, where you stuff them. Taxidermy. I love it. Producer Kate is just like my stage mom where she's always whispering, taxidermy. You're thinking that. And also remember to smile and posture. Posture. Lizzie, posture. <laughs> it's amazing. It is. Ta- I was thinking of taxidermy. Yeah. But yeah. So the person on the fox hunt was called a whipper in. Yeah. Because they kept the dogs focused. Mm-hmm. And so the British House of Commons was like, okay, great. We all do fox hunts. And we all know this position. And it seems like some people are getting out of line. So why don't we why don't we create a position like this to keep our dogs focused? It's like they're literally referring to themselves as dogs, which yeah, is hilarious. It's funny. And then of course we, you dot s dot, have never had an original thought in our life. So we're like, that sounds great. We don't fox. There's no foxes here. Let's just do it though. <laughs> Let's do it. So that's that's our like origins of this term. Yeah. I love it. Congress first started using whips in. 1897, when the, quote, Republican Speaker of the House appointed the first whip. Democrats followed suit in 1899. Senate Democrats named their first official whip in 1913 and Senate Republicans in 1915. I love that it didn't happen at the same time. No, no, no. It's like a domino effect. They were like, the House, you know, appointed somebody and then the Democrats were like, that's a really good idea. We should do that, too. And then the Senate years later was like, uh... That's a really good idea what they're doing over there. We should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So there's like each party has one in each chamber of the house. So there's four in total whip. Four major top top of the line who would be like, hey, I'm whip. Yeah. I have a question. Great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Are there any rules like in terms of keeping the dogs in check people? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Are there any things that anything's on the table in terms of what they are allowed to do to keep people in check? Like. How, like because with dogs, it's like giving them food. So what are we? What yeah, are we do doing they, with the yeah. people feed to keep them, them in check? Them check. We're going <laughs> Well, that's gonna come up. It's gonna come oh, up. Great. Come, okay. Yeah. There's like there's according to our friend Christopher Beam at Slate, there are three stages of whipping. Okay. And we will talk about I won't all talk about them. I'm ready. I'm ready. Great. But first, we will talk about a little bit more general whip stuff. So continuing on, Republican and Democratic party whips are elected by each party caucus at meetings at the start of each new Congress. Do you remember the brouhaha over sweet Nancy? Nancy Pelosi. So in the meetings where they have where they decide who's going to be the leaders for their party for the next coming session of Congress, that's where they make these decisions about who's going to be the whip, who's going to be the majority leader, who's going to be speaker. Yeah, they happen every two years. Yeah, and there's a lot of... For each party caucus, which just means like each party. Right. Some of them are elected positions and some of them you just get appointed. Like the the whip is actually an elected position. So they the whole Democratic Party caucus in the House or the Senate, respectively, will vote for their candidate that they think should be whip. And it's like a big. It feels like, like student body. <laughs> it's very student body. It's very like inner inner party politics of yeah. like. You're like you're gonna run against me, and like that's a, like it, you know it becomes like alliances start to form, and it's very student government. It's very student government. You have to like make your like speeches over the announcement. Speaker. <laughs> School would have been so much more fun if it, I, I could have just pretended that I was on a podcast for sure. Mm-hmm. I would get so bored. Like the fact that you're t- talking directly to me. If I'm being fully honest, like 
I feel like I know way too much about things that are related to pop culture. I understand. And don't spend enough time educating myself <laughs> on on politics in, sure. in this country. And so it's very nice to be directly spoken to about oh these things. Oh my God. So as great. opposed to when you're like in a classroom. Not that I'm saying we need to change everything. Yeah. Oh my God, but Quote let's me on burn this, everybody. Let's get rid of classrooms. <laughs> let's, pull it. I, let's pull the trigger. But it's just, I just remember being in class and knowing, all of us knowing, they couldn't look at all, one teacher couldn't look at all of us at the same time. And that's when you start drifting. Yeah. 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 But anyway, I feel we're like here I'm to learning look a lot. at you and see you. Great. Yes. I know a lot more about Nancy now. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Great. Keeping moving on with the whip, each majority and minority whip heads an extensive whip network comprised of party loyalists. I love the idea of a whip network. Yep. The, I say more banana is a whip network mm -hmm. for sure. For <laughs> sure. <laughs> Each party selects at least one chief deputy whip and a number of deputy and other whips. So that's like the the hierarchy of it. Yeah. So it's like like the whip, chief deputy whip, and then a ton of other deputy other deputies. Whips. Yeah, love that. The job of the whips is to maintain communication between the leadership of the party and its members, marshal support for party positions on the floor, count votes on key legislation, and persuade wavering members to vote for the party position. Yeah. So this is where it's like, Anita, you're wavering. What's it going to take? What do you need? You want to, you need some support on this bill you're working on? Mm -hmm. I can get you that. Mm -hmm. Or it's, it's literally doing math. <laughs> it's like, okay, we've got, I see that I have this like image of like the sub deputies with like an, what's it called? An ab abacus? Abacus, ab abacus, yeah. Abacus being like, okay, one, two, three, damn it. Okay, one, two. <laughs> just trying to count up like, because especially, I mean, in the Senate, it's a lot easier, but you got 400 plus members in the house. Yeah. That's a lot of that's counting. A, that's a big abacus you would need. Yeah, you got to go to a lot of offices. Yeah, be like, I can't find Daryl. <laughs> What's he voting? Has anybody on? seen him? I mean, now I guess you could just like send it in an email. But back in the day, you're Slide just like huffing and puffing around the Capitol, being like, "Has someone seen Daryl? <laughs> I need to get his vote." You think people scoot around? Because there's so many people, as in an actual scooter. I yeah, they, if they, they wish, need to find Daryl, but there is an underground wonder. like subway system for uh, members of Congress to take oh from like their offices gosh. to the Capitol. Yeah, we people. I don't think plebeians get to go on no. it. But What's a, a plebeian, a plebeian's like a peasant common person. Oh, like us. We're right. plebeians. Us. We are yeah. plebeians. Yes. Okay. Yes, plebeians. yes, 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 yes. Everybody. Cool. We have five plebeians in this room, <laughs> as well as five whips. Okay. <laughs> The positions of the majority and minority leaders and the speaker are all ranked above the whip. We'll talk about the rankings of all of like the people with titles within the House and the Senate on a later episode. Intern Houston, write that down <laughs> so we don't forget. <laughs> Shout out to our intern Houston who literally has to re-listen to all of our episodes and be like, okay, you said you wanted to do an episode about this. And we're like, oh, oh my God, God. That, right, that that's was such right. a good idea. Because I just I just spout out that we're doing episodes on things and yep. then forget. So Speaker Nancy is above the yep. whip in the House yep. and Mitch McConnell is above the whip in the Senate. Not every vote gets whipped. <laughs> Sorry. That's really, it's a really Wait. funny phrase. If party leadership knows that the bill is going to pass easily, they're not going to go, like, we're not going to find Daryl if we know that we have, like, a, you know, 300 plus members voting for right. this bill. Right. We don't need to count where Daryl is. But if it's like, I guess in the Senate, for sure, this happens a lot now. Yeah. Or if 
I would assume if you're the Republican whip, you're yeah. all you're counting every vote every time. Yes. You're like, where is Daryl? <laughs> and I'm going to make sure because, you know, three votes and right. they don't get it. So they only a whip might only count the votes that they need. Is that? Yeah, they're only right. counting the votes that they and they're only counting them for their party. Right. Mm-hmm. Unless you're talking about like. A, a close vote that could be something bipartisan, like like if you think about the Brett Kavanaugh nomination, like there were they were talking about Republicans who are going to maybe cross over and vote against him. In that case, I don't know, like actually think like having the Democratic whip <laughs> go talk to that person is like probably not a great idea. Yeah. Like you don't want to do that because you don't want to be seen like crossing to the other side, they want to make the choice on their own, mm-hmm. but you would, yeah, like, it, yeah, they don't count every vote, but they'll count the votes in their party if it's going to be close and they want it to pass, or, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right now, I mean, especially in the House, the House has such a big majority that I don't imagine that the Democratic whip is having to do a ton of stuff, except probably for the impeachment. Thing right. before it was voted on, before Nancy brought it to the floor, I think there was a lot of whipping that happened to get as many members as they did to yeah. go. Yeah. I mean, it was all but two yeah. to vote for impeachment to move forward. Do you want to go? Great. To three to the three stages of whipping. Of whipping. whipping. Okay. I'm ready for this. The three stages. Give it to me. The three stages of whipping again from Christopher Beam. It's late. The most basic one is just a simple head count. <laughs> First stage. Daryl. <laughs> Daryl, what say you? It's when the whip's staffers, so the people who work for the whip, call the other pe- members of the party or they go visit them. Somehow they get in touch with them and their staff and they basically say, like, how are you voting on this? Can you imagine when this was done by, like, letter? <laughs> Carrier pigeon? <laughs> when you had to, like, write on a on a paper and, and yep. mail it to some, or, like, you know, because it, back in 18, blah, 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 when this all started, we it's not like they could call. No. if Because, like, imagine they weren't in town, then we have to send a letter. Or, like, right. I'm just saying whipping, I feel like, is a lot easier now. There's whipping no, is a lot easier now. Is there, now. An, like, a whip slack channel? Oh, I wonder. Probably, I bet you, like, I am sure. yeah. I mean, there has to be, like, There's they have be to be on a large Slack. group chat. Yeah, I doubt <laughs> that's run by some poor intern who's not paid, being like, I don't know, y'all. <laughs> Nobody wants to vote. <laughs> I can't find Daryl. <laughs> He's gone. I'd much rather make a large. I mean, again, this is why I'm not in politics. But for me, I'd just make a a big Google Calendar invite. Love that. You know, all you have to do is confirm or not. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, it's that simple. It's that, it's, Look, I mean, do you want to go work for the whip? <laughs> I think they take you. I think they take you. Yeah, I mean, like, and that's basically what you're talking about is a form of just a simple head count. Like, yes or no? Where are you standing on this mm-hmm. issue? If the vote is close, the whip move it moves into the second stage of whipping. Oh, uh, stop. <laughs> I hate this race. <laughs> the second stage of whipping. Mm-hmm. Um, where members of the whip team go to the people who are sitting on the fence and they hear about their concerns. So if it's like, you know, okay, this is the this is the bill about like it's the Green New Deal, and people are like, okay, I'm really on the fence about this. Like I get what it's doing, like it's good for the environment, but I have these like concerns about how we're going to pay for things. The whip team will go and be like, okay, what? Let's talk about your concerns. Let's talk them through. And sometimes they'll say. Like they might change things within that bill to make it more palatable for the people who are sitting on the fence. Or like Lizzie said before, they might give them support on a different type of, on a totally different bill in exchange for their support on that bill. 
So it's good. That's trading like about this, like the show Veep. Yes, yeah. everything the documentary goes show the TV yeah. shows that I've watched. Yeah. Yes. Haven't seen The West Wing, by the way. Oh, well, the West Wing now good. is a sci-fi fantasy because, oh, really? uh, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, because you watch and you're like, oh my god, what they do is amazing. Like, it's there's so much integrity. Michael Sheen as the president, so good. Martin, ah. Martin Sheen. What did I say? Michael, Michael Sheen? Sheen. Sorry, He's shout out it. to Michael Sheen. <laughs> Sorry, Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. I have watched The West Wing as the president is amazing. He's so good. Allison Janney. Ah, uh, we don't deserve. No, she plays the press secretary. She's DJ. I mean, incredible. But so yeah, great. you watch it like, and what's going? You compare it to what's going on now. It's it's a sci-fi. It, mm. It's of a world that does no longer exists. Yep. Of like, oh right, do you remember when people had integrity? So that's the second stage of whipping. The third and final whipping stage <laughs> usually happens the day before the vote, and now it often happens just like on the floor the day of. There's a lot of like, if you watch it ha happen live on like MSNBC or wherever you get your news. They're literally like the people are going in and out of these chamber doors and the staffers yeah. are running like it's happening in the moment. And then there's like big news when, you know, one of the anchor reporters will be like, they've just pulled so and so into the chamber room and da 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 da. And we think that so and so is in there, too. And like you're supposed to put together the piece of information of like they're talking to this senator or this person because they want them to switch their vote. Yeah. I um, remember distinctly when the Senate was voting. It was something about the health care bill, but they did it at like midnight or yeah. 1 a.m. And that's when John McCain famously came in and like gave a thumbs up and then thumbs down to vote no, which effectively killed what they were trying. Yep. I think it was to repeal. It was like to repeal Obamacare without anything to put, to it, put in it in place. place. Yeah. And and so, but it was that same thing of like, there's everybody on the floor, people are frantic, and then John McCain's just like, nope, and then it's done, done. and every like the commentators are freaking out, and it's like one in the morning because yeah. Mitch McConnell's a freak, and yeah, it's uh, it's pretty wild when they're trying to do it that in so real crazy. time. So the third and final thing, final whipping stage, happens like the day before, or actually the day of the vote. Now it can happen when the team members they like they've divided up who's going to talk to who, and they go and they talk to them like on the floor or in the chamber rooms. Just like, what can you and say report in that the moment final that's going to make me vote, like switch my vote? You know what I mean? Well, that's the part that I'm a little confused about is what is the line between like keeping people in line and like bribing them? I don't think, I mean, it's not, I wouldn't call, is it bribing? I don't know. I guess I never, Houston, are you like nodding your head? Yes. Houston's like, yes, it's bribing. <laughs> yeah, I think it's both, right? It's yeah. it's like, it's it's whipping the votes by using whatever means necessary. Yeah. And if bribery is a part candy? of that. Candy? Candy. You can get me. Judge, bribe judge me does Senator want a chocolate? I love chocolate. Give me a <laughs> Kit Kat Literally, you if got you my fed vote. me, I'd be like, okay, okay. you got it. You, you give me a glass of red wine. Here you go. Take my yay. <laughs> I'm easy. Yay. Again, I couldn't be in politics. I'd be yay. like, of course. Yes. What? Uh, yes. I would be thrown out all the time. <laughs> I would never make it through a full session of anything <laughs> without acting up. Acting up and lashing out. I know. I can barely make it through an episode of this podcast without having a meltdown. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I think it's. That's politics, right? Yeah. It's being like, what can I do to playing get playing the game? It is yeah. playing. It is so a game. Can. It yeah. is a game. Yeah. Look, yeah. you know more than you think you do. I, could, I think I could play the game. I think I I'd think be, you could play. I the think game I'd too. be good at talking to people. Yeah. yeah. About just like stuff that doesn't matter. Yeah, I'd like, and then throw in at the end the vote after we have like a great conversation. Yeah. Be like, all right. Well, come on. What do you what do you think? And they'll so be like, we've had, a great, we've had a great hour of a chat, yeah. Yeah. glass of wine, some yeah. candy. 
Yeah. You got my vote. Yeah. That's how I would do it. Good conversation. I think that's probably yeah. exactly how it happened. Speak to their humanity, yeah. you okay. know? Yeah. All right. Be like, yeah. hey, I'm a person. You're a person. I mean, I should mention, I feel like I'm not doing a good job of bringing this up, which is I also have a video producing background. So I actually was a video producer for a Democratic super PAC. Oh. And I had a great time. Oh, that's great. I, it was one of the best jobs that I've ever had. That's amazing. And it, it was like that job, um, they purposely wanted to bring young people in that were on the other side, like me, who can bring in this idea of like, oh, a lot of stuff is boring to me. So mm-hmm. what would make me want to watch this? Yeah. So I was like, this was for the 2018 election. So like my job was like writing, coming up with ideas for like motivating people to vote. That's great. So I That's feel like, cool. you know, I'm just throwing this in so people know, like, I care. You can. I'm still, <laughs> still figuring out the details, like knowing more about care. whips and stuff. Right, but, but I feel like there's like, so many people, right, where right. it's like, I totally care about what's going on right now, but I don't understand what's happening. Sure. Because you were never given the opportunity to understand. Like, the, the process and everything exists for us to not understand. That's why corrupt people and bad things happen, mm-hmm. is because it, there's a disconnect, right? And the lack of education actually gives people power who shouldn't necessarily have it. So that's why we're here, right? It's like, it's totally okay. And it's good to care. And you can't be an ex- an expert on everything. No. Like, not Like, there were things that we've talked about on this podcast that, like, I had no idea about. But and we like, try to learn. We, we try, try to, to learn because you like as long as you have a kind of a basic understanding and a and a want to know right. like a yeah. want to know more and put the pieces together, that's like more than half the battle. Yeah. There's I, just there's only so much information you can know. One time. Important. The yeah. want is important. The want is important. You I have don't to have it for mathematics. For that's example. fine. You don't need but it. You don't and need you wouldn't it. be the person who has to count the votes. <laughs> you wouldn't no. have God. to find Daryl. Who wants to find Daryl? No one. No one wants that job. Not Daryl doesn't want to be Darryl found. Daryl is gone. Daryl's gone. He's not coming back. He left. He left. He's he gone. He packed his suitcase in the middle of the night and he left. Sweet Daryl. But Sweet Darryl. all that to say, yeah, as long as you're curious and yeah. you want to know more. I'm curious. You can. I have a sense of imagination. And you do. I, I am now picturing various whips on different scooters. Yeah. Yeah. And it's honestly, there are a lot of scooters in DC. going to hear this podcast and be like, oh my God, I'm going to get him a scooter. I'm going to get him a scooter. I'm going to get my boss a scooter. I would try, if I were trying to get that many people to tell me, you know, are they going to swing this way? I'm trying to think of the simplest thing you could do. Maybe a tweet. Yeah. Like this tweet. If you don't like this tweet, I'm not counting your vote. That's, yeah, that's how I would do it. Honestly, we're not far off from that sure, sort yeah, of for counting, sure. for yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So when the WIP team members are doing their thing and whipping the vote for a piece of legislation, they want to get as honest a response from the people they're talking to as they can. <laughs> don't lie to because, me. <laughs> right. Because they don't, like, if you say you're going to vote for the thing and then you don't. Yeah, it's a big deal. That's a big deal Yeah, if you switch your vote. So they want to be... They want to get the best information that they can without being ham-handed about it, which goes to your point of like, like, are they just going to dinner and like have a glass of wine? So happy the Nats won. How are you voting on this bill? Like that, they don't want to be ham-handed about it. Like they want to, you know, so they often will go to, they try and you do like chummy chummy on the floor and be like, hey, what's that? You know, like, oh my God, what's going to happen? What about this? What do you want? Um, they Have you heard about it. this bill? Crazy, right? Crazy, so nuts. Like, I don't wow. even know. I've read it myself. <laughs> <laughs> just a lot of people going. Blah. Blah. So they try and do it really kind of informally. 
whipping a no vote is especially hard because people don't want to admit that they're not going to vote with the leadership. Mm-hmm. So it's hard sometimes to especially know. Especially now. Especially it's now, yeah. To go um, against party. Yeah. So in that case, would somebody want to try and avoid the whip and then make it all the way to the day of the vote and then vote no? I, and I just would, keep yeah. saying like, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's definitely that. Yeah, right. Like once you say it publicly, like mm-hmm. I'm not voting or I am voted, like yeah. once you talk to a press about it, then you can auto- pretty much assume that that's what they're voting because mm-hmm. to go back on that is pretty... Like there would have to be some kind of new piece of information. Yeah. Because otherwise, why would you change? Yeah. If makes you said you no bad. and then you vote yes, like it just right. It makes you look bad, and the party then can't trust what you say. Yeah. So if you tell the whip or whoever you know the deputy, whoever you're talking to on the team, I'm not going to vote for this thing, or I am going to vote for it, and then you don't, then the next time they come to you, like they can't trust you with what you say. Yeah. Wow, this is like me breaking plans day. Yeah, I do that all the time. Oh my god, mm-hmm. I do it all the time. Yeah, it's so much. It is so much more difficult. I'm, I unfortunately, I feel like I understand this thought process for sure because yeah. it is a lot harder, in my opinion, when somebody's like, "Oh, you want to hang out with the, the Friday night," and then it's like the Wednesday, and I'm like, "Maybe I'll change my mind," but it's like I know that I won't. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not going to go out on Friday. Yeah. Would you say that a lot of these the people are, are more likely to just say flat out no, or more people? would rather be like, oh, maybe, maybe. And I think then, people are more likely to yeah. be maybe, maybe. Yeah. Because also if they say no, they're less likely to get things. Or if yeah. they say like, right. maybe. Yeah, because then right. the then whip it, will go back and be like, what do you want? Right. Okay, right. I want this on my bill. Right. Okay, fine. Right. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Right. Power move. It's yeah. a power Total move. Power yeah. Move. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Because if you really were going to take a stand against the thing and not vote for it, then you would just say I would think you would just say no, and here's why. Like, you would take your principled stance for whatever your reasons are. But if you're, like, you know, ambivalent or if you're, like, if you want to use it as an opportunity to get something out of it for yourself or for, like, for an issue that you care about, then you would say, yeah. Got it. You know, or, like, you know, I maybe, but here are my issues. Yeah. So whipping a no vote is really hard. Timing is also super important. So if you go to somebody too early – they're likely they could change their mind or if it if it become if it's like a big issue that's being covered in the press and it's kind of controversial there there's a possibility that the constituents for the senator or for the congressperson could then start to call them call their offices and you know social media and and that could potentially change somebody's but somebody's votes you don't want to like whip their vote too early but you want to get a sense of where people are and you don't want to wait too late either because then things have like solidified and people have kind of made up their minds. So you want to like kind of in between feel it out. What's the sentiment, you know, of the person you're talking to? What's the momentum of the issue? And do it at the right time. Do it at the right time. Timing's everything, you know? Yeah. It's hard to find someone to be with and mm. timing is a part of it. Timing is right? a part of it. Right? You gotta juggle a lot of skills for this job. It's a, it's really, yeah. Charm. Charm. But also... Yeah. yeah no, you need... no. I'll never get over it. I'm going to record myself doing that and just make it my like ringtone. <laughs> Mama's calling. <laughs> Great. Send it to me and then I'll put it in my phone. And whenever you. Lizzie's call calling. Call <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the sound that comes up. So, this is wrapping up our general whip stuff. 
Whips also serve as liaisons between the members and party leadership. We've talked about that. It means that they help to mold legislation in a way that members will support it. So it's those moments of like, what do you not like about it? Okay, let's talk about that. And then trying to persuade people to vote one way on a particular issue to vote the party line. They also make sure that members show up to vote to the floor. We got to find Daryl. <laughs> I'm uh, telling he's you. Missing. Okay, guys, we haven't seen Daryl in 72 hours. Someone Where has is to find Darryl? him. They send out a daily schedule of votes and information on how long a given legislative session will last. So they're like, we're voting at 1150. 1150. What time? 1150. Like, Daryl, we got to show up. And then they also, they, they kind of like hover and stand by around in the chamber to be like a sounding board and to remind people of what the, the party's position is. Yeah. So like we said, there are four whips, two for each party. One in the House and one in the Senate for each party. So we're going to talk a little bit about the House. And this is like a little bit of the our history. In the middle of the street, our house. Okay, I'm. are we allowed to legally sing that on air? I always ask this every time I sing something. You can sing something. Love it. Yeah. Love it. This is Oh, that's when I sang Jason Derulo. Yeah, that's yeah. what I got. Producer Kate saying, I am in the clear, y'all. No criminal record yet. <laughs> So, yeah, we're starting with the House, and we'll start with the Democrats in the House. So the Democrat, the Democratic whip, assists Democratic leadership in managing the party's legislative program on the House floor. Makes sense. We've talked about that. The whip provides a communications network for the Democratic members and mobilizes them for important party measures coming up for a vote. I love that. I love that they're a communications network, you know? Talk to us. We'll help you. We know what's going on. Put that on your resume. I know, right? I led a communications network. That sounds good. Somebody should use that. That sounds good. They act as a two-way bridge between leadership and rank-and-file members of the House. Ooh, I love this. The first Democratic whip was appointed in 1899 when Democratic leader James D. Richardson of Tennessee chose Oscar Underwood of Alabama. Yeah, he did. Oh, my God. Both of those men sound threatening. (laughs) (laughs) Also, this was like the Democrats in 1899, which means they are not the Democrats we know and love today. They definitely wanted slavery. Very awkward. And and was it just me? Oh, oh yeah. yes, yes, just, just your straight white, straight white man. I love the wish, silly ashes. I'm like Elmer. Yeah, exactly that. <laughs> Later, James D. Richardson of Tennessee. Sorry. Okay, this is not. What is that? ASMR? No, this is not. No, I love ASMR. It's a lot of fun. Now, what I don't think exists yet is some sort of political ASMR. Oh my god! We're on it. Okay, done. All right, Kate. We have a new show. What could you even possibly do? Look, Arden. We'll Uh, think about uh, it. Relax. Gavel. It's just a gavel. Intern Houston, put up a drawing board and let's get let's get to work. (laughs) Yeah, make some notes. So we had our first Democratic whip in 1899, Oscar Underwood of Alabama. However. Incomplete document uh, documentation from 1909 to 1921 have left no official record of the Democratic whip during most of those years. So we had like almost 20 years from 1909 to 1921 where we lost the papers that said who it was. Well, they know who it was, but they like they don't. Yeah, they they know who it was. They just don't know what they did. did. There's like no paper trail. (laughs) 
They lost the paperwork. Look. They lost the paperwork. And honestly, I, it makes sense because it's all they had back then was paper. It was paper. I can you imagine so somebody, much paper? Somebody took it home. Like it ended up on somebody's dining sure. room table, and then somebody's, you know, servant was like, "Well, well you really could just toss it into a fireplace." Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I bet you they did. They were like, "No burned, digital footprint. Yeah. There is no footprint." So most often, the Democratic whip has been appointed by the Democratic leader. Starting in 1986, the party whip has been elected by or- by the organizing caucus of the Democratic representatives elect just prior to a new start of Congress. So now we do it by the caucus. Before it was like the Democratic leader was like, Daryl. Yeah. Perfect. You seem good. You seem like you can yeah, yeah, with the votes. <laughs> yep. And so you do. If the position becomes vacant during a Congress, a new whip is elected at a subsequent meeting of the caucus. When the Democrats are in the majority, the whip is the third highest position in the caucus behind the majority leader and the speaker. So number one, speaker, two, majority leader, three, whip. When in the minority, the whip is the second highest position behind the minority leader, which makes sense. Fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts, fun facts. Of the 25 members who have served as the Democratic whip, five later became House Speaker, Eight became Democratic leader and two moved over to the Senate. I love that. Nanner, sweet Nancy Pelosi, was the Democratic whip from 2002 to 2003. Steny Hoyer and James Clyburn have basically traded off being the Democratic whip since 2003. We famously saw Steny Hoyer when we went to D.C. Dead. We went to the House Gallery and watched the House do stuff, and they were like, they were voting on a, or they were talking about a piece of le- bipartisan legislation about Syria, and Steny Hoyer came up and like spoke for what was supposed to be one minute, but ended up being easily ten. Ten. So the current Democratic whip is James Clyburn from South Carolina. Yep. That's going on. That's what's going on with the Dems. That's the Dems. It's mostly similar for the Republicans. Their duties are the same as the Democratic, as their Democratic counterparts. The first Republican whip was James A. Tawney of Minnesota. Fair, does not sound like an ally, but for sure. <laughs> he kept track of the whereabouts of Republican members for Speaker Thomas Reed of Maine. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> Where? Who is still at breakfast? Who is? Who has left the Capitol? Well, that, I mean, it must be very difficult in 18, whenever this is. Yeah. Very difficult. Yep. At the time, Republicans had a very slim majority, and so... Reed really needed Tawny to let him know where, when the bills could <laughs> be brought up. To let him know where they were. <laughs> he basically was like, where Tawny, are they? where are our members? Physically, and also, where are they on this vote? Yeah. Because he wanted to bring stuff up for a vote when, vote when more Republicans were in attendance than Democrats. <laughs> so he was literally like, Tawny, okay, are they all, they're all at lunch right now? Great. Calling the floor to a vote, you know, and he would vote for things all the Democrats were not. When some of them weren't there. I love that. Right. Since then, the whips have served as a two-way bridge, again, between the the leadership and the rank and file members, same as the Democrats. The Republican whip has been an elected post for most of its history, although we think that Tawny was appointed by Reed. And this is all coming from the the history of the House website, government website. So I feel like if the history of the House.gov does not know for sure that he was appointed, (laughs) I don't feel the need to double check that. So, like the Democrats, the selection of the whip now comes at a point when they're during the organizing conference, when the rep- the representatives elect meet just before the start of a new Congress, and then yeah, 
if they're in the majority, the whip is the third highest post in the conference for the Republican Party in the House. When they're in the minority, like they are right now, the whip is the second highest position behind the Republican leader. There are fun facts about their track record of the 17 members who have served as Republican whip, which seems like not a lot. Well, yeah, I guess they but stick they, around. They, they stick around, yeah. One has become House Speaker. Love. Congratulations. Another one has become Vice President. Oh, okay. Four served as Republican leader and three others were senators. The current whip is Steve Scalise from Louisiana, and he has held the position since 2013. Fun fact, I was born in Louisiana. And how long uh, can you hold it uh, via whip? As long as you can get reelected. Yeah, there's no like term limits, which is why when we were talking about Steny Hoyer and James Clyburn, who they like trade off since 2003. Yeah. So the two of them for over, for almost, we'll do the math, 16 years. Yep. Have been it. So you're, I mean, wow. they've each probably done it, even if they've done it like eight years each. Like, there's yeah. no, as long as you keep getting elected for it by the yeah. new Congress elect, it's like. You know how this position pays? Not for me, just curious. Yeah. <laughs> you wanna be one? I imagine, is it like you get some sort of bump if you're the whip? I don't think so. You don't I think, think so? No, I think it's just because it's a party position, it's not a, a true government position. So you get your, no, it's a party position. So it's not like the the official house is nominating you, is electing you to do this thing. The party is doing it. Hmm. But you can't be paid a salary hmm. for another job, is hmm. my understanding. Mm-hmm. So I don't, I think, to, like, and that's what this would fall under. So producer Kate brought up that the DNC would probably allocate more money to their campaign. Because if you are a person in this position, it means that you are, like a very established person with mm-hmm. a lot of influence. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that you stay in power so you can keep getting the agenda done, basically. Right. So it's in there is some value. There's a lot of value yeah. in being this position if you want to be a career politician for sure. Yeah. It also helps you get reelected because your constituents know that you have a lot of influence in whatever chamber you're in. So yeah. I think so it sounds like it I mean, it seems like this is overall an issue but like it's tough to get into if you're not wealthy of course well congress is not congress and yeah in congress general. in general is almost yeah. impossible to get into yeah. if you're not wealthy that's the whole problem oh. with the system uh, yeah. it's because it's so expensive to run for a federal office yeah. as as a Although any person our friends that run for something would say but there are lots of local and state yes. positions that you can yes. run for that only cost you like twenty thousand oh, dollars yes. yeah. shout out to our dollars. friends yeah. yes oh if my god everybody check out run for something check out the candidates that they're currently working to get elected in you know any all like local uh, co- campaigns across the country they're such a great organization and we love them so much yep. so before we get to the senate we're going to take a quick break for a word from our sponsors Arden. Lizzie. Do you know a product I love so much that I truly can't stop talking about? What? Lola. Lola? Lola is a female-founded company offering organic cotton tampons, pads, and all-natural cleansing wipes. In addition to that, they also now offer condoms and personal lubricant. Can you believe it? And because Lola makes your month a little bit easier, their subscription is fully customizable. So you can choose if you want this many tampons, this many wipes, this many condoms, this much lubricant. So you can have everything you need to fulfill your dreams and your destiny 
all in one box. It's like all of the vagina things in one box. Thank you. Literally, the amount of times I've been at the store and I'm like, okay, great. I have to get tampons. I have to get pads. I have to get con. And and you have like just a basket full of things and not you don't know what's in any of it. And it's all very expensive. And it's just the worst. It's the worst feeling because it's you're, you're not from the same brand. You don't know where they're all coming from. But Lola, everything is organic. You know exactly what's going into your body. And everything is gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic. And you can do good with your purchase. For all the condoms and lubricant and tampons that you purchase, Lola will donate feminine care products to homeless shelters across the United States. So what you can do for 30% off your first month subscription, you can visit mylola.com and enter civical30, that's C-I-V-I-C-A-L-3-0, when you subscribe. And once again, that is civical30. So go to mylola.com, get the things that you deserve, and be happy you did. Welcome back. We're jumping right back in with the Senate whips and how they're different. So both parties, just like in the House, elect elect whips in the Senate. They serve as assistants to the floor leaders who are also elected by their party conferences. The majority and the minority whips and their assistants are responsible for mobilizing votes within their parties on major issues. So this is all pretty much the same as the House. And you're just getting the votes. Yep. In the absence of a party floor leader, the whip will often serve as the acting floor leader. So if Mitch McConnell is not at the floor, then the the Republican whip will be the person who's like taking control. Whips in the Senate were established in the early 20th century. The development of party whips coincided with the evolution of the party leaders in the Senate. Love. Mm -hmm. Democrat James Hamilton Lewis of Illinois became the first party whip in 1913. And then the Republicans established their own whip position two years later. I love that. I love how they were like, I want a whip. You I know? want a whip. I want a whip. Give me a whip. I can't. We, we can't agree on anything. We need somebody to Somebody to help us. Some, we need somebody to find Daryl. That's for damn sure. They typically act as assistant leaders, the Senate whips, because they are mainly responsible for counting heads and rounding mm -hmm. up party members for votes and quorum calls. And they occasionally stand in for the majority or minority leaders in their absence. Where are you at? A quorum. God, thank God. A quorum is the number of senators that must be present for the Senate to do business. The Constitution requires a majority of senators, 51 for a quorum. Often fewer senators than that are actually present on the floor. But the Senate presumes, this is also all from the Senate.gov website. Mm -hmm. The Senate presumes that a quorum is present unless the contrary is shown by a roll call vote or a quorum call. So in Unless we ask if the majority of senators are present, we're just going to assume we're all assume, here. Right. They assume okay. that there is 51. Okay, Senate. Yep. I see you. A quorum call. Oh, no. I know. Is a call of the roll, so the people who are there present in the building, in the Senate floor, to establish whether a quorum is present. If any senator suggests the absence of a quorum, the presiding officer must direct the roll to be called. So if somebody's like, 
don't know. There's three of us. <laughs> I see three I bodies. See three bodies. three people here. <laughs> I don't think it's here. <laughs> Feels like 49. I'm not feeling 51. I think yeah. we're missing some people. They're like, oh my God, I just, sorry, the, the lights were so bright. I didn't, oh yeah, mm, there's three. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> so if anybody suggests, you know, that there aren't enough people, they must hold a quorum call. Often a quorum call is terminated by unanimous consent before completion, which permits the Senate to use the quorum call to obtain a brief delay to work out some difficulty or wait for people to arrive. So they're like, we don't have enough people. So we get a quorum call and then people start to drift in. They're like, sorry, train, the subway sorry, train was late. Yeah. I live off the three and does it run? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is me arriving to work every day. And then they continue about their business once they have quorum. Love. Republicans in the Senate have gone back and forth about what they call this whip position. In 1970, they began referring to their whips as assistant leaders, but then in 2003, they began using the whip title again. So, so they've gone back yeah. and forth. Um, they just had what, like a branding issue? They're like, I don't know who I am. Uh, am I Lizzie or Elizabeth? Ah, uh, I get it. Been there. Yeah. No, Y'all, you know, like, I don't, I don't know much, but I don't, I don't think this whip title is going to be what's best for this country. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> I hate that this is the bit now. I'm so sorry to our it's listeners for so my pushly issues. So good, <laughs> it's my favorite thing. In 2017, Democrats created a new position of assistant leader, which is separate from and ranks directly below the position of whip. Whip. Yep. Love. Yep. So here is a little bit of history of the GOP whips that have been in our Senate. The first Republican Party whip was James W. Jr. Wadsworth. <laughs> oh, no. Sounds like a real asshole. Oh, no. <laughs> James W. Jr. Wadsworth uh, served in the Post in 1915. He was from New York. He did go to Yale. And he did serve as a private in Puerto Rico during the Spanish-American War. All right, James W. Jr. Wadsworth. Okay. Okay. No uh, Republican whips were appointed from 1935 to 1944, since only 17 Republicans were in the Senate following the landslide election of President Franklin D. Roosevelt in 1936. So literally, there were, let's do the math, 83 Democratic senators. And only 17? Is that what we're saying? There were 17. I don't remember. No, there wouldn't have been 83 because the they weren't states. Alaska. When was Alaska? Oh, okay. So it was like yep. 80-ish. Yep. We would say 80 Democrats. I love, there's only 17 Republicans. They're like, I don't know, y'all. We know. We know we're all here. We don't need. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know, it's just not going to happen. Accordingly, the minutes of the Republican conference for the period state, quote, on motion of Senator Hastings, duly seconded and carried, it was agreed that no assistant leader or whip be elected, but that the chairman be authorized to appoint senators from time to time to assist him in taking charge of the interest of the minority. Oh, my God. That's the saddest speech I've ever heard. They're like, look, there's not enough of us. <laughs> there's not enough of us. We know we don't need a. We don't need a. We don't need a leader. We just need some help from time to time <laughs> when things get tough. You know, when Franklin tries to do social security, we just might need a little help saying, please don't, please don't get us out of this depression. 
a note attached to that conference minutes uh, added, quote, the chairman of the conference, Senator McNary, apparently appointed Senator Austin of Vermont as assistant leader in 1943 and 1944 until the conference adopted the rules of organization. So... Apparently, a guy was appointed. <laughs> but I, I love that, like, they put a sticky note on it. And they're like, look. And some staffer was like, apparently this Apparently this happened. Now- Which, honestly, I guess it's like we're in the we're in the midst, like, the height of the Second World War. So they were like, okay, maybe we need a little help. I don't know. Who knows? Poor Republicans during that time. Okay. Most recently, the Republican Party whip was John Cornyn from Texas from 2013 to 2019. Currently, the Republican Party Senate whip is John Thune. (laughs) Sorry, it's a silly name. From South Dakota. The current deputy whips are Senator Mike. (laughs) Okay. You're welcome. I'm going to say it how I think it's said, and this is not me trying to be rude. You, whatever. Senator Mike Crapo. (laughs) Okay, you tell me how you pronounce this name. C-R-A-P-O. That's what it is. Crapo. Yeah. Mike, take your mother's maiden name, for God's <laughs> sakes. Mike Crapo, Republican from Idaho. He is the chief deputy whip. Roy Blunt, Republican from Missouri. Shelley Moore Capito, Republican from West Virginia. John Cornyn, Republican Texas. Corey Gardner, Republican Colorado. James Lankford, Republican from Oklahoma. And Martha McSally, Republican from Arizona. Those are deputy whips right now. Oh, there's more. There's more. There's more. Keep going. Rob Portman, Republican Ohio. Mitt Romney, Republican Utah. Tim Scott, Republican South Carolina. Tom Tillis, Republican North Carolina. And Todd Young, Republican Indiana. Those are all deputy whips, right? There's now. like that's like half of the count in it's the literally Senate. a like lot of whips. Half of them are whips. They've each got a person to a them lot that they're of responsible whips. for. Yeah. Is that too many? No, I I don't know. I guess not. <laughs> it, seems a, it seems like overkill. Yeah, I'm kind of like well, what? especially because there's only fifty one of you. You need what twelve? I don't I didn't do the math here, but a lot of it's yeah. a lot. It's you a could lot. get away with five. Yeah. It's nobody's surprising. And the whip also gets to vote? Yeah, everybody gets to okay, vote. Okay, they get to vote. Yeah, everybody gets to vote. Yeah. This is just like an internal organization they've created for themselves to figure out who is voting what. Yeah. But at the end of the day, one person, one vote yeah. in the Senate. That's right. Can you believe it? The Democrats, so history of the Democrats in the Senate. The first Senate whip was James Hamilton Lewis from 1913 to 1919. He served in the post again from 1933 to 1939. James! Mm-hmm. He came back. Hello, like, like welcome back. He went to the University of Virginia and studied law in Savannah, Georgia. Heard of it. He uh, served in the, uh, oh, we talked about this. He served in Puerto Rico during the Spanish-American War, but as an inspector general. Wow. I know. I think it's funny that, like, the Republican dude and the Democratic dude were in the same war in the same place, like, in different positions, but they were serving, like, alongside you. I think that was really interesting. Friendship. Harry Reid from Nevada served as the whip from 1999 to 2005. He later went on to be the majority leader and caucus chairman. The current Democratic Party whip is Dick Durbin from Illinois. All right, I guess I'm going to have to throw my name in the hat. Anita, you should. What, so why we brought you here is... I'm ready. We actually, we've been kind of... We've been kind of checking you out for a while, and I think you are what this country needs. I think a lot of people 
uh, a lot of old white people probably that are it need to be whipped, uh, like Michelle <laughs> Frazier. For and, sure. Um, and I think that I could be their entryway. You in. are the bridge that will yeah. bring that will that will bridge the gap. Yeah. All right. Great. For sure. Let me just raise uh, how much money? Millions. All right. We'll I'll call. Start. We'll make some calls. Make a million first. Okay. Make a million first. Be a right. jump yeah, start. Yeah. Small. I okay, think it's great. doable. We'll do a GoFundMe and just okay, see what perfect. happens. I'm ready. I, I have. I needed a good reason to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. yeah. This is a good reason. This is it. Yeah. This is it. Okay, great. To be whipped. But that is that's the job of the whip. Anita, how do you feel now that you know? I, I feel as if, I, I mean, I definitely feel like I know a lot more. There's still so much. Yeah. Right? There's so much. Like, even from everything you've told me, then there's many questions of all the other parts of the parties. Of course. That yeah. are involved yeah. with the whips. Yeah. Are there scooters? I mean, that's at the top Are of there my scooters? List. Somebody call us and let us know if there are scooters. And if there are, send us a picture so we can look at them and look and wonder. But sure. I, I think I also am thinking I want to watch a show that has to do with politics, but I'm not sure which one. I have seen Veep. Veep mm. is great. Now, but you've told me The West Wing is a fantasy now, so I'm like, Yeah, it is so good, It's though. really good, The though. first, yeah. like, couple of seasons of The West Wing are incredible. Yeah, it so, will make you depressed. Yeah, because you're mm. like, oh, right, this is no longer what we have anymore, but yeah. it is a very, very good show. I do highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, and if listeners, you have any... Sh- Show recommendations on shows that deal with politics. Tweet at us. Let us know. Tell us. And we'll watch them. We'll watch them. We'll watch them. You know? And, you know, maybe we'll maybe we'll do a little mini on things that we've watched. We do want to do a mini on the documentary uh, National Treasure, uh, which is a very Sad. good. Oh, Anita. I know. I know. Everyone, I'm going to watch it. That I is, right, that's where you start. List. That's where you start. You start with the documentary National Treasure <laughs> starring Nicolas Cage, which is truly profound. It's a profound piece of film. Arden, don't look at me like I'm crazy. I've never seen it. We wait, should... I thought you watched it. No. I've, I've, wait, I've been waiting to... Don't yell at me. Just... I've been waiting to... <laughs> Do we do a mini episode for it? Yeah. Okay. Because I want it Houston, to be real. write down that we have to do a mini episode on the documentary National Treasure. And I'll watch it. If you want, I'm happy to come back. We'll have Anita back on and yeah. we'll do we'll do National Treasure. We'll, we'll talk about why it's real and why we need to steal the Declaration of Independence. Not really. Okay. Uh, <laughs> FBI, who's listening to this now? Not really. I'm kidding. Okay. <laughs> have you met me? Look at my face. I'm not a threat. Okay. Love you. <laughs> Please throw away my file. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes you just have to like directly address the FBI who is profiling me at this point. Who is listening, 100%. <laughs> and uh, for those of you, for the FBI who's listening, uh, love you. Okay. So that's our episode. Anita, can you tell us what we can look forward to in your life? Oh my gosh. Well, a se- other than becoming separately from whip. becoming a, a whip, uh, I uh, have this great podcast you should check out about Frasier called I'm Listening. Uh, I also have a monthly comedy show that I do called Party of Two, uh, which takes place in a sex shop uh, in the Upper East Side. I'd call it the Apple Store of Sex Shops. Love it's, that. It's a lovely. It's a lovely place. So the next show, I'm, you know, depending on the timing, our next show uh, is uh, November sixteenth. But there'll be more when those dates come out. Follow me on Instagram at Twitter at Anita Chutina for all those updates. And how do you spell your handle? Uh, it's Anita, A-N-I-T-A, Jew, J-E-W-T-I-N-A, because I'm Jewish and Latina. I love that. Yeah, We love that. And guys, you know, you know, 
you know that we love you so, so much. If you like what you heard, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Let's Get Civical. You can rate us. You can review us. You can hashtag subscribe to us. We love you so, so much. And we will see you next Wednesday. Goodbye. GZM Shows and the creators of Six Minutes are rolling out their newest audio adventure with the podcast Discovering Dad. A cautious single dad with a secret past and his rebellious kids embark on a thrilling quest complete with hidden treasure, villains, and a family curse. New episodes of Discovering Dad roll out weekly starting June 11th on Apple Podcasts. Follow the show so you never miss an episode or listen early and ad-free as a GZM Show subscriber. Go to gzmshows.com to learn more.